Ask the Podcast Coach for October 1st, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Com. Today we're going to talk about podcast shenanigans, and uh, here to help me do that, the guy right over there, Jim Coulson from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Good to be back uh, on this first day of October, and fall is in the air. I hope uh, I'm doing some spring cleaning. Maybe it's time for some spring cleaning with your podcast. That could, that could be. And, and Jim, I'm stopping the music. We have big news. We're going to play a game to see if you can uh, help me figure out what this is. All right, here we go. All right, I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to. By the way, I didn't hear about this in advance. Dave tried to tell me, and he's like, no, I got to hold it for the show. So here we go. (laughs) Um, We're going to play it like password, where I give you a word and you have to guess it. It's one word. All right, it's in the technical space. All right. Metamucil. Uh, Oh, Uh, it's in the mm, pass. Okay. Um, you have another word? <laughs> optic. Optic. VR. No. I'm very excited about it. Uh, new camera. No. Metamucil. I, can't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Let me see if I got another one. Um, hmm. I, I will just announce. It's, yeah, just say it. It's exciting. They showed up on my doorstep on Friday night, and they said, Hi, we're from AT&T. We just want to let you know that we've now have fiber. That's right, and that's the wrong noise. That's that's porn music. It, for it would have been reason. good. That would have been okay. I uh, mean, fiber could could. <laughs> there we go. So yes, on Monday, I will be getting up to five gigs. I I did my speed test last night. I was like two hundred down, and I forget what it was up. It's not bad. I've got the fastest I can on Spectrum. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I was like, oh, man. And what now, was so funny? Metamucil makes sense. Yes. Metamucil yeah. Makes sense. Well, if you're not taking Metamucil, I'm not taking Metamucil for the record. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But I was like, like, what else is fiber? And that was the first. Kudos to, to Metamucil. Yeah, yeah. You could have said Raisin Brand. I, what, that was the next thing I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, Raisin Brand would have. They uh, probably still wouldn't have got me there. I was not thinking along those lines. Speaking of things poop. that make you poop, uh, you need some coffee. I do need some coffee. Yeah. And, of course, that uh, coffee pour is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co. If you are looking for something to look good, like, I don't know, your website or your podcast artwork or a lead magnet or anything else that you want to make a good first impression on, well, you got to go hire Mark. Why? Because he's a podcaster. And so that whole thing about it's kind of like an Internet radio show, but the yeah, he already gets that. And he's an award-winning graphic artist. He's done work for me on the School of Podcasting. He's done Ask the Podcast Coach. He's done the Podcast Rodeo Show. And he does a great job. And this is something you're not going to get from some guy in on Fiverr, is he's going to sit down with you and really try to help you figure out what is your brand, what kind of mood are you trying to portray with your podcast, and just make sure that everything is in alignment. Because you got to remember course when it comes to podcasting they are going to see you before they hear you so hopefully you've done your job and you got a great podcast title well you want that title to have great artwork and that's why you got to go see mark over at podcastbranding.com
I love that music. Of course, big thanks to our friend Dan Lefeb over there, based on a true story uh, podcast at based on a true story podcast dot com. He uh, his latest episode two eleven is on the X Files with Rob Christofferson. Hmm. So if you're an X Files fan, uh, and and if you're in our age bracket, you probably were. Even if you're not, maybe it's retro and you need to go back have a listen. Based on a true story podcast dot com. Well, the the big whoop de doo uh, this week in podcasting iHeartRadio has been paying like $10,000. Oh, I forgot to switch the stupid thing to only be YouTube. But uh, iHeart apparently, you know, number one in podcasting. For sure. Has been uh, spending like ten grand, And from what I understand, I read the article, is that there are video games that are very, very, very popular. And so they were, there are these video games. And, you know, if you want to get to the next level, you either pay or you have to watch an ad. And so the ad you're now watching is basically a podcast. And that's the the part that made me scratch my head is I thought they were playing promos because that you're like, oh, all right, that's marketing. I guess if I had a D and D, like if I had a, a, a gaming podcast, I'm like, oh, this is an interesting marketing idea, but I'm, it doesn't sound like it, it was, it was an actual episode and so, but if they listen to a minute, of course, per IAB guidelines, that you're going to get a download for that. And where it gets kind of scuzzy is if you're then charging someone in ads, like we get X amount of downloads and you pay $4 to get some teenage kid to click play on a podcast so that he can get to the next level, not because he wants to learn about whatever the podcast is. And then you turn around and charge a company $25 CPM. That's a money machine. And everybody's kind of going. And the, the thing I thought was interesting about this was, uh, you know, I've, I've mentioned Tanner Campbell. He's kind of a polarizing kind of figure at times because he says things that sometimes are, a controversial, I guess, or he thinks outside the box, I guess is a better way to say that. So Tanner came out with an article that said, basically, what are you guys complaining about? This is just marketing. And I kind of looked at it and I read the article and I was like, you know, I think he has a point. I didn't read all of his. And I didn't read all of the one from uh, Bloomberg. But when I went over and looked at it, he said he made a point that, you know, if this is a mid-roll kind of ad, that if somebody only listened to a minute five, different systems, like if like the mid-roll ad won't be counted unless it makes it to the mid-roll, I guess is how some of these systems are working. He's like, so what's the big deal? They're just marketing. But I went back to that article, and I'll have a link to this in the show notes at askthepodcastcoach.com slash 409. And this is where I was like, all right, I, I met this guy at Podcast Movement. We kind of hung out a bit. It says, I have uh, to issue a correction on this article. I have a heavy Spotify bias. Almost all my marketing focus and attention goes on with Spotify in my mind. The reason for this is in every case, Spotify accounts for 90% of my listenership across all my shows. Now, my thought there is if you're really marketing to Spotify, that's probably why Spotify is 90% of your listens. But it says this bias has caused me to forget something. Um, the Spotify app uses SAI, in other words, streaming, and this isn't the norm. 
I'm going to leave this article here because I wrote it. I made a mistake in it, and that should be part of my permanent record. I'm also going to have a talk with someone later today to get a much clearer understanding of the accusations against iHeart here, and I'll likely publish an update later. But I just thought it was cool that somebody said, hey, you know what? I got something wrong, and uh, my bad. Didn't understand it. Here's what I forgot. So kudos to uh, to Tanner for having the... I guess courage. I don't know if it takes courage, but just the transparency to go, ah, you know what? I forgot about this one thing. And so I, for me, anytime, like we have a, do you have like the phrase that pays and uh, out there and where, where you're out there? In the yeah, world, I know, in I the know what it means. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always kind of, cause it's a lot now. It's always like, you know, if you listen at seven every morning for the next three weeks and write down the phrase and oh, then yeah. call in. Well, that, they're all doing the same thing on radio. Right? Yeah. Right. It's really, and they make it sound local, but it's not local. No. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always kind of like, if you have to pay people to listen, like, what does that say about your content? Like, it's not enough to listen to, you know, Mike and Marty in the morning. You know, now I got to, you know, uh, we got to pay people $1,000 to put up with you, Mike and Marty and, you know, whoever. Well, that's always been, that's always been a part of radio. Yeah. You know, this is... In the ad space, right? This is the hard part about this is that in, in radio, ads were always controlled. So they could they had 100% control of what got played and what didn't and what happened. That's not, so, that's not true in podcasting, right? And, and because the, we can add ads, you know, we can, we can do host read ads. We can add them in. We can do our own ads in our own feed. Those feeds can end up in places where ads are added to the ads, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's a little bit. I mean, the user experience is a little bit out of control. If we own our feeds and we're doing the things that we need, that we want to do, in some cases, we have the choice to to choose not to go with those in those areas. Sometimes they just get picked up. If you're going to put your going to put your feed out on Apple, a lot of directories and stuff pick that stuff up. The hard part on this is there's really no rights management to our files once they leave. Like once they leave us. But anybody can do anything they want to them for the most part. Now, can you go after them? Sure. You could go after those organizations and say, hey, you don't have the rights to put ads on top of my ads because I'm already charging for those ads. Yeah. And so we've got, I mean, with the explosion of being able to do ads, just a couple, I mean, Dave, think like five years ago, putting ads in dynamically was still not even very good. Right. So we're it's kind of new. It's it's kind of a new space, and I think everyone's trying to figure out just how to make the maximum amount of revenue off this thing we call podcasting. And there's going to be a bunch of mistakes that are made in the process. Yeah, as, as folks figure it out. Yeah, that's the the thing. I'm kind of I'm I'm somewhat worried about ads. I'm not anti ad. I just said the guy who you know just started off his episode with you know a minute and a <laughs> half of ads, um, <laughs> but. I, I worry because radio is just taking like, OK, we can't get any more listeners. How much money can we wring out of this thing? And I'm mm-hmm. always worried that, uh, you know, oh. I, I did my little experiment of, of seven 15 second ads in, in a 90 minute episode. And that did not go over well. Our 80 station here in Omaha, yeah. I, I swear every hour they have a spot and it's 15 minutes of ads. And then mm-hmm. they go back to the music for 45 minutes and it's 15 minutes there's an ad or two in there, but it is just literally one ad after another. And it just, it does, it makes me switch. You know, I'm just like, ah, I got to go some, once I hear the commercial start, I'm like, I got to go somewhere else. 
Yet you're right. I mean, it's ads that make these things work. So we just have to continue to figure out how to, this, the space is going to be a little jittery until we kind of get some things nailed down and we kind of figure out like, what's the right way to get this stuff done? Cause I mean, it's possible if your audio is passing through a couple services, it's possible it's adding ads the whole way along. Yeah. You know, you never know. It's, yeah. uh, it's tricky. Um, I know Daniel said here that the ad might not even display for 60 seconds, but because it auto plays the episode, it's pre downloading more than a minute. Yeah. So it counts as a download. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just, and well, the other thing too, I know when I asked the woman in the tube in my kitchen, um, yesterday I asked her to play a local, the, the talk of Akron, WNIR. I'm like, wonder what's going on the radio. And they played a good, probably solid minute because they were short. But I, I, they have it set up that if you listen apparently on, you know, either an app or whatever, they play ads. And the reason I know it is um, it just joined, which it should, it joined right in the middle. So in theory, right, I should have said play WNIR and all of a sudden I just kept in the middle of a sentence because they're talking. But instead, I got a really nice 15 minutes will save you, whatever it was, you know, commercial. And then they went into that. And I'm noticing that when I there was a sports channel I was listening to. So both those are, I believe, iHeart stations. And when mm-hmm. also, if you listen to a podcast on on the app, the last time I tried it, same thing. I got to listen to an ad first. So the reason they're really pushing everything's in one place, listen to it on our app, because they want more ads to play sure. on their app. Sure, which, you sure. Know. They, they need to justify that they're number one, right? Yeah. And so the, the app downloads are part of that piece. DR in the chat's talking about, I think Tanner made a suggestion to make it, you know, the download definition yeah. longer than a minute. Listen, for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. And that has some ramifications. The longer you extend that, then you still have people coming in to, to, to regular people to come in and listen. And if you, you extend that longer than a minute, it's going to have an effect on the number of downloads you get in a negative way. So is that, is that one minute an IAB standard? Is that where that comes yeah. from? Yeah, yeah, it's consume a minute of content, I believe, is the... The and they consider that they'll then consider that download. Right. I'm not but, saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying it'll have an it'll have some kind of reaction if you if we go to change that. Oh yeah. I mean, remember that. Remember, and I'll use I'll use Todd Cochran's vernacular. He everybody took a haircut, right? The haircut that we took when IAB and everybody, you know, we're down thirty percent. Imagine extending that out to longer than a minute, and then when the numbers start to decrease. So while we're trying to solve the problem of people having overinflated numbers because of these ads. So what do they do? They just, okay, so what do you go to 90 seconds? Then they do 90 second ads. Yes. Like it's, 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 it's whack-a-mole. <laughs> so I'm not sure. Um, if I'm not sure that's the answer. I, I don't know what the answer is and I'm not saying it's wrong. It might be right to go to two minutes or whatever we decide to do, but just, just remember every system can be gamed. And so if that's you know, it, yeah. It really is. That's the bottom line is it doesn't matter what you're doing. Somebody's going to find a way to, to cheat in a way. Dan says Tanner also published an article yesterday saying that he's stopping his commenting on the podcast industry. I thought he already did that. I thought you had to pay to get his content, which is kind of I was surprised that he put out that article. 
I'm not sure. Well, I'll have Wait to go read it. Is that because podcast, everybody in podcasting is kind. And then when you publish something, <laughs> you know, people come out, you know, that was a really great article that you wrote. I, you know, I, no matter what you go into, people are just going to blast you no matter what, That's no matter it. what you decide to do. I mean, we get, we don't get a lot, but we get some, we get some pushback yeah. here too. And we're, we're pretty vanilla. We don't even really talk about it that much that's controversial. We keep it pretty plain. Here we go. To clarify, IEB stats are just your app downloading the episode or consume at least a minute of content. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so if you're clicking play on a website or something or on your iPad, something that isn't downloaded, you have to listen to a minute of it for it to count as a download. But if you're like, right now I've been playing with Podverse as an app, and some shows I have it automatically download the episode and add it to my listening queue. That would count as a download because, well, it downloaded. Where when you click on a website, something that's a lot of people would call it streaming, it's not streaming because behind the scenes it's a dynamic something where it downloads in chunks. Progressive. progressive thank you. Um, it's a progressive download, and hence it is a download. Chris is saying well, maybe maybe Tanner's just a little thin skinned. Eh, maybe I don't. I don't listen. It's I, it. I don't think so. I, this is listen. If you're going to put yourself out there, yeah. Like I, 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 this is the hard part of doing it. You put yourself out there, you know it's coming, and at some point, somebody a trigger word is said, something happens. You kind of. I mean. You just get battered on. And this is the thing. I, I don't think a lot of people, for folks who don't do a lot of this, I don't think they realize the constant beating, the hammering on people over and over and over again. What kind of emotional toll that takes on people? And so I wish we'd have a little more grace and yeah. a little less condemnation for these kinds of things. You know, first of all, this isn't, pe people aren't dying because of this change. <laughs> Like there's, there are much more things in the world to be concerned about than this. And now certainly doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about it, but guys, ladies, friends, like Romans, countrymen, relax. Yeah. It's going to be okay. It's going to be, it's going to be just fine. So let's not like, sometimes, you know, we, we used to say in the church, you know, we just, we shoot our own, we, we shoot our own wounded. Right. Yeah. And I, I feel like sometimes in podcasting, we can, we, we do that as well. Like, gosh, it doesn't, we don't need to be that hard on each other. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I like Evo Terra and why I like Tanner is they do think differently than I do. Yeah. And I, yeah. I want people that think differently yeah. than I do because yeah. on occasion I'm like, I've never thought of it that way. That's interesting. Yeah. And then, yeah. And that diversity is good in that case, right? This diversity of thought is good. Yeah. In this case, because it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about it from that perspective. This that that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I, I encourage it. Yeah, Chris says I value his point of view. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And he's crushing it with his stoic ism something podcast. I'm not quite sure what it is, but it's it's old stuff and he's a master of it and he's getting like insane amounts of downloads on his other show. Yesterday, if you didn't know it, was that's right. International Podcast Day. There, oh, he's got the shirt on. I should have worn mine. It's in my closet somewhere. I know DR had asked, like, why is it September or September 30th? Uh, somewhere in the history of podcasting, I believe it was Adam Curry that said that that's when he met Dave in a New York hotel. And they kind of came up with the idea of, I think Adam had already, like, done the whole enclosure thing. And he showed it to Dave. And that's when Dave was like, never mess with my code again. <laughs> but basically, 
<laughs> but that's pretty cool. Yeah. But, yeah. So we, I don't know why we picked the end of the month, but that way we have all month to promote it. Jim, you said you actually did something at Gallup that you guys did a big international podcast day thing. Yeah, it's actually surprised uh, one of my um, marketing uh, partners uh, pulled me aside a couple of weeks ago. She's like, I really want to do something for international podcast day. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you know about international podcast day? She's like, yeah, we, we could do this whole promotion. So we spent um, we spent some capital on making sure we had some really nice graphics around it. We promoted two of our podcasts. They use the we use the international podcast day um, hashtag. They push it out through our social accounts, uh, which was a ton of fun. So I got a chance to then share those out from our own accounts and just kind of promote it. A lot of our listeners uh, were like, oh, yay, we love the podcasts kind of thing. And it was just a nice kind of a nice rallying day. Dave, it's really great to work for an organization that that cares about that kind of stuff and is willing to kind of do it for the good, kind of the good of the community. Yeah. And it's really the first time we've really recognized the podcast space as being one of those that would get tied in with our regular marketing. So it was super cool. I was, I was proud of him for doing it. I'm glad we got it done. Yeah, very cool. Tim says... I got the wisdom map. I got rid of the wisdom map. Hardly anyone on, and most of those I've experienced were either religious nuts or they were trying to sell me something. And actually, in both cases, aren't they really trying to sell you something there? Uh, Does that yeah, exactly? Does that sound like all the other platforms <laughs> when they started? I right? it the I mean, first time when it was called uh, Clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Blab before that. Like mm. we have to remember these. This is how these things get started. They always start. They create a vacuum of people who have an, who are like, man, I could jump on this thing and sell a ton of stuff. That's where all the marketing goes there first. I think you got to kind of wait through that. Hey, when when Google Hangouts first came out, even you know before we were doing this, there were like the marketers just went nuts on Google Hangouts, and I had somebody. Have you ever had this happen? We we're doing a Zoom big Zoom call on on Wednesday of this week. And I had published the Zoom link on Eventbrite. So it's it was public. I didn't I haven't had this problem in a while. But I had somebody come in, join the Zoom call, and then start marketing to uh, everybody individually. Have you ever have you ever seen that or have ever had yes, that happen? I, I block I, them. I've had yeah. somebody do that on this show when, I mean, this is a show that I do to bring in leads for the school of podcasting. And I have people in my own chat room poaching my viewers for their podcast services. And I was like, I don't know, start your own show. There's a thought, <laughs> but yes, I've seen that. And, and, uh, and that hurts for the record, weird. you yeah, know, yeah. friends, please it quit coaching just, my customers. It was just weird. I had seen really bad spam come in before. But this was like a legitimate, like, hey, I want to, and I forget what they service. It was a legitimate professional service of some kind, you know, and and I was like, and I got a complaint, you know, somebody pinged me, hey, this user is spamming right. everybody, and I had to kick him out. Right? We've had that here where a guy yeah. was saying yeah. really inappropriate things in the chat room. Well, the inappropriate things make sense. I've seen those before. I just hadn't seen somebody actually try and come in and do like legitimate marketing in a, like they were, it wasn't, it wasn't spam. I mean, it was, but it was, it was for good product. Like it was, you know, they're, yeah, there's, normally I'd be okay with it, but I'm like, hey, I'm not going to throw her under the bus, but there's a person that runs a directory of like podcast stuff. And I've seen her on many different, webinars with like really popular, like a, a PodFest webinar 
or uh, Libsyn webinar, things like that. And uh, it's always amazing when they just start blurting out their podcast website. And I'm like, is this like, yeah. this is the most yeah, yeah. efficient way? <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Looks like we got Sergeant Fred waiting for We do. For yeah. So let's bring him on up. Sergeant Fred, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fine. Anyway, I had a question about International Podcast Day yesterday. All right. It seems that the way it's gone, maybe Daniel J. Lewis is one of the co-founders, can answer this. He's in the chat room. But why is it now that everything is all international and not even anybody from the U.S. is there except for Todd Cochran and the founders, of course, you know, David, David Lee and Steve Lee. But uh, David Jackson, you weren't there. Yeah. And I don't see Adam Curry there. And I don't see, you know, uh, Ray Ortega and a whole bunch of people that have uh, amazing things to offer and continue to offer. What happened? Is, is it that they went no. in one direction and one extreme? No, no, no. It's uh, people like me. I'll, I'll throw myself under the bus. Um, I was talking to Jim about this earlier. I know I got an email from Dave Lee that said, hey, like, do you want a spot on International Podcast Day? And it's one of those where you're like, oh, I need to reply to that. And instead of replying there and saying yes and, and keeping it, it's like, oh, that's great. I'll, I'll come back to that later. And I I am of the thought now that if you start a new podcast, you maybe should have a separate email for each podcast as much as that would be a bummer to check all of them. I started a show about Akron, Ohio, and I am somehow now on about five different PR lists that love to send me press releases and my inbox is an absolute disaster right now. So it wasn't international podcast day's fault. I just, uh, never got back to them and, and didn't do it. And, you know, I, I was talking to Jim beforehand. I go, you know, I didn't do really much besides ask a few in, in the, not in the podcasting world, but in the, in the Dave Jackson family world, I did a thing where I'm like, Hey, what's your, what's your favorite hobby? I'll go find a podcast about it. It's international podcast day. That's really all I did. And then about the 28th, I go, ah, crap, I was going to do something this year. And then I, you know, I didn't. So, Well, it seemed to me that there could have been possible uh, possible intrusions of cancel culture there where they're canceling all U.S. Uh, no. podcasts. I don't no. think that. No. I don't know. I mean. I, 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 yeah, I just think the, the, I think the way it shook out with the amount of time that they had, <clears throat> excuse me, the amount, the amount of time they had and the folks who said yes to it in those times is probably where it. Yeah, first you know, come, first serve. The yeah. simplest answer is the best one. And I think in this case, it was just that. So I, I, I wouldn't try to build anything into that. I feel bad. I was, you know, one of the guys really pushing it when it launched many moons ago. And that's why every year I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I yeah. And then every year I'm like, ah, I missed it again. So well, I'm, I'm I need hoping to put that it on maybe, the calendar. I'm hoping that maybe next next year there could be a lot more inclusion from the United States. They've got tons of podcasters here and, you know, we have a huge, huge audience. Yeah. Let's let's remember, sorry, Fred, let's remember like the international podcast day isn't about the feed that they do for it. Right. It's about everyone celebrating the day, all the podcasters celebrating the day in their own way, doing their own things. And I didn't see, I just got done talking about, it. we promoted it to Gallup, but I, I didn't necessarily see a ton of my friends in the United States posting on their social feeds. And I follow a lot of them about being international podcast day. So I think we probably need to turn the mirror on ourselves and say, did we do the best job we could to support international podcast day through our own 
you know, through our, like, like Dave just said, we, we, every year we say, you know, about, about January, you know, we should get involved in that. And then yeah, through your own so, participation is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right on. Yeah. I think, I think we, we, we got to kind of look at ourselves from did the United States support it just in the way they could. They didn't have to be on the show to yeah. support it. Fred, anything else? No, that's it. I just, All right, yeah. say, uh, I'll see you later. No, <laughs> appreciate <laughs> it. It's, it's a good Fred, good call to action for us. Yeah. Like, I think, I think we need to turn that like, Hey, Guys, we probably we could still probably do a better job of supporting International Podcast Day. Yeah, well, no. hopefully what, you fix. I just need to, you know, get off my. Yeah, International what? Podcasting Day falls into the category of no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah, in a lot of cases, I'm not excusing it, and I think we need to try. We need to continue to try hard to get, have great representation. But anytime you're going to do anything like that, it's it's really hard to do. People are just so mean. Like, uh, did you really mean to say it that way in chat? Like, now I'm guilty of it too. I've I've typed things out, then I, I go back and I go, yeah, I kind of sound like a jerk when I said that. You know, I was just I haven't listened to the whole thing, but I just started listening to the one of the latest episodes of Jordan Harbinger, and it's all about how do you be honest to people because we should be honest. But apparently, there's like a thing now where I can just say, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. Sorry, just keeping it real. And yeah. it's like, okay, but that just you're a jerk. There's another way you, you could have said that. And that's, uh, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah. So there's there's being honest and then there's being a jerk. And, you know, sometimes people think I'm going to say it brutally honest to you because I care about you. And I'm like, I get that, but... Mm, you know. that, that should be turned into a question. Can I give you some honest feedback? Yeah. Like that's the, that, that's how that conversation should, or at least my opinion, yeah. like starting with the question of that instead of, cause here's, like, hey, I'm going to give this to you cause you're an idiot. I learned yeah. that in, in many moons ago in marriage counseling, because yeah. Yeah. there's no sense giving feedback on someone that doesn't want to hear it. Like, are you open to a suggestion right now? And if they go, no, then like, don't give it to them. Cause they just said, yeah, I'm not in the mindset right now to, you know, write it down. So yeah, listen, just saying, it's just the middle finger. That's all it is. Right? <laughs> just saying, you might as well just give them the middle finger. Right. It, it, <laughs> that's what that is. That's it. Um, yeah. No, right on. DR has a question. She says, Dave yeah. Jackson, do you own a ton of domains? Yes, I do. Uh, forever. Do you ever get approached by people to buy one from you? Only once. I have um, click my podcast, I think, or something like that. And they like, would you want to sell it? And I was like, no. Uh, and of course, I've gone on to do absolutely nothing with it. I've tried to sell many podcasts. I don't know what the deal is, but I, I do have a ton. I, I occasionally, the one that's so funny, I owned Castermind. And apparently I've let that go. And I mentioned it in another podcast and i was like oh you know what i probably should do something with that domain and i went back and i was like you don't own it anymore you thinned the herd finally and you thinned one that i didn't want but uh yeah i i go through and it's funny because you can see all the different like ideas that i've had and i'll go out and buy the domain with the thought being well if i don't do it i'll just cancel it later and then you know four years later you're like yeah i'm definitely not doing this we can can cancel it. Are there any, Kyle asks, are there any good RSS validators? The only one I know of is castfeedvalidator.com. Um, that is uh, the newly redesigned castfeed validator. Uh, and that is now uh, run by Blueberry. 
but obviously you can validate anything because I had somebody this week at Libsyn that um, had said, you know, hey, my feed's invalid and they were running it through something and that validator was for like blog posts and it was like, what's this iTunes stuff? I don't understand. Well, because it's not a podcast validator. That would be the one to use. And then uh, usually most of the time when a feed is invalid, it's from somebody copying and pasting. Like they'll they'll write their show notes in Microsoft Word and then they'll paste it into their media host. And behind the scenes, there's a whole bunch of extra stuff. It's pretty cool and it runs through and it, it tells you if your artwork's too big. And that can be not just the physical size, but the actual, I see this a lot. Somebody, especially if you have a photograph for your artwork, and again, you should go to podcastbranding.co. It'll be, you know, you'll have the 1400 or to be, you know, up to 3000 by 3000 uh, in the pixel size, but the actual file size should be under 500 kilobytes. And I don't know why Apple won't put that in their specs, but they, they've kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge said, yeah, that's true. Because what happens is when they are validating your feed, one of the first things it does is it checks your artwork. And if it's 10 megabytes, so 20 times the actual limit, it kind of times out, which means your episode doesn't show up in Apple at least this time. So yeah, the validator gizmo comes in handy. Kyle brings up W3C. W3C is great because it will show you a little better, like why it's not valid. And so that's where you get into weird stuff. Like you can, uh, I, I think I use text plus it's an app. It's like a text editor. Cause like W we're getting our geek on today. W3C will say like, there's a problem in line, you know, 37 of this feed. So then you open it up in a text editor, you go down 37 lines and you see that they've got like an ampersand or something that's making things wonky. And then you fix it there, you save it, or you go back into the media host, that whole nine yards. But yeah, feeds are kind of tricky. Don't, I always hate to see people and I get why you're using your media host as your web host. And again, tripod page, we'll be talking about that later. But consequently, you're trying to throw all sorts of images and super duper formatting. And I'm like, yeah, remember that's still your feed. You might want to kind of keep that formatting to the basics kind of thing. Because when you get too crazy, you know, and then that craziness goes into your feed, it, it comes out the other side as an invalid feed. So I started when, uh, when I saw this question, I, uh, my first thought was it's 2022. Do we really need a feed validator? Oh, we do. You know, well, yeah. As I came over here to cast feed validator and I was looking through it, I mean, not, not only does it do the tests, but it has a, um, and you know, well, it, it's got to show more, and it's got some re, or some really great information about that section. So the feed and some server tests, it tells you if your server's nice. slow, it's bringing back some data. If there's something wrong with it, it'll tell you why. And it's kind of written in English, which is kind of, which is kind of right. nice for those of us who speak English. So it's, it's understandable is what I was trying to say with that. And, um, and it covers a lot of the things that you need to know. So if you, if it's been a while since you've had, you've checked your feed, you might just want to run it through through castfeedvalidator.com and just see what comes up. I got the, your media is fast. Your site is fast. I got all those. So I feel pretty good about where I'm hosting. It'll also flag you if you're not using constant bit rate for your stuff. That will cause all sorts of playback errors. So if somebody goes, hey, I, I hit pause on your show. And when I hit play again, it goes back to the beginning. That's the variable bit rate. 
if it's showing the show's 13 minutes and 57 seconds long and it shows that it's 12 minutes and 28 seconds what's the variable bit rate any any weird playback here i would just immediately go and look at their file and say uh you're using variable bit rate and that's that's not good i always say it stands for very bad rate VBR. Don't use that. So, <laughs> well, it's, it may be time if it's been a while since you've checked your feed. And especially if you've, I mean, for me, I probably haven't checked my feed in five years. So good to run it through. Just do a quick check. I got greens all the way through. So I'm feeling good about it. I need to check mine because I'm throwing some podcasting 2.0 stuff in my Libsyn mm. feed. Mm. And I would be interested to see if it chokes on it. Cause again, I'm adding tags that aren't in most podcasts, like for chapters and things like that. And I'm not sure the validator would know what to do with it in the same way that that W3C one was kind of like, what is this podcast stuff? Because it's meant for blogs. But speaking of the the podcasting 2.0 namespace, if you want a great example, because I know DR has asked me to explain podcasting 2.0. And remember this when you're explaining anything. An old sales guy told me once, sell the sizzle, not the steak. So I could say, you know, hey, it's, uh, you know, Angus beef, grass fed, blah, blah, blah. We don't care. But if I say this is going to like ignite your taste buds and melt in your mouth and like that's the benefit, not what it is. And Daniel did a great job of not talking about he did a really good job of just going right up against the wall of the techie geeky stuff and just said, this is what this tag does. This is how it benefits your listener. This is a tag. This is how it benefits your listener. So I thought he did a a really good job. Great way to come back with the audacity to podcast right under the gun, right under that uh, September promise that he did. It was for international podcast day, right? I I know he did an episode about international podcast day and then he came back, I think on international podcast. Trying to give him some credit. Maybe he didn't think all the way through that, but (laughs) it it, it is good. He came back at that time. So, but you know, like listeners, when's the next one? That's it. it. Now that you're back. Yeah. So the next one, DR says, I'm trying to get used to Hindenburg from audacity. It's difficult. I love audacity. Hindi, has what looks like three different waveforms all on top of each other. That's well, they are, but there's you can get rid of those. By the way, you can have just one hint. And uh, you know, there's a website, uh, School of Something. Uh, I forget the name. Podcasting, maybe. School yeah, podcasting, I think it? it. I think it has. Would, be, would you have like some some? Not you. I mean, yeah. would it have yeah. some <laughs> some sort of Hindenburg class in it? Um, but but why would you? Why dr? Why would you leave Audacity? That's a good like, question. I'm not saying this is the reason, but I feel like this mm. is that perceived value thing. Like, oh, Audacity's free. It can't be as good as Hindenburg that I just paid $295 for, whatever it is. I yeah. don't know if it's that expensive or not. Or Adobe. like, Adobe. Or I just gave my whole life away to for an Adobe suite. You know, uh, Audacity's pretty good. I mean, for most people, it's easy to use. Works pretty well. They continue to update it. Like, yeah, you know. It, well, yeah. it's oh, one of those things. She where, got a one year. This is this is. Uh, she got a one year license. She won a one year yeah. license to it. Which then you feel guilty. Like right. oh. I really like this, but this is free. Well, now they're both free. Yeah. Like so, you know. Anyways, dr. Listen, I'm not trying to. I'm I'm not trying to poke fun at you. Yeah. So but, uh, it, it in the in this space, sometimes we chase things we shouldn't. I um, uh, 
It's like, but like everything else, right? I'm sure she's like, but I love Audacity. And yeah. there, there's a reason I use Sony SoundForge to, like, if I need to go in with a scalpel and cut out stuff, Sony SoundForge. Why? Because that's the first software I grabbed when, you know, back in God, 2003, probably, when I was doing music stuff. You kind of stick with whatever, you know. I mean, my, I, there's less of it, but I basically have the same hairstyle that I've had since, like, eighth grade. You know what I mean? It's like you kind of pick one and you just go with it. And, and a little grayer, a little, a grayer. little grayer. Yeah, a lot grayer, okay. actually. Yeah. So um, <laughs> both of us, <laughs> I have not tried this one yet. I, I know Audacity 3.2 is out. I know it's not destructive anymore. Uh, I heard that where it used to be if you were editing the file, you were editing the file, which I was just solved by saving the original file in a folder called original and then making a copy of it and working on that. But I guess it's not destructive anymore. But I know I need to uh, I need to update. I think my tutorials now are slightly out of date because they move some stuff around. But, um, yeah, there's... I'm using 2.4 on the Mac um, when I do use it. And I don't do a lot of... I don't do a lot of editing, but when I do, when I do, it, I just find Audacity's just the easiest way to get in there. You get in, get out, not a lot of... I mean, there's a lot of things it can do, but... I just find it easy to well to uh, get around in it. If you think about Audacity like a grocery store, right? There's tons of stuff in a grocery store. But last night I went in, I needed eggs, I wanted some grapes, and I needed some deodorant. So I went in, I went to the aisle with the eggs, threw the produce section, picked up my grapes, took a left, went down, got what I needed, and left. There's a bunch of stuff in there I didn't use. But... And it's the same thing with Audacity. Now, if I've never been in this grocery store before, I might have to walk the whole grocery store to figure out where they put the deodorant at. But once I've been in there once, I know exactly where to go. My whole thing about Audacity and Audition especially was there is so much stuff in there that you kind of have to step over all this stuff for musicians. Like, oh, I don't need the distortion. I don't need this. I don't need that. But once you know where the stuff is, like I forget it's something – on the left, if you want to split a track in Audacity, and it always drove me nuts because it wasn't under the track menu. But once I learned, it's oh, it's over here. Well, then you're you're good to go. So, mm-hmm. I as part of my job, I have to help people find things, and from time to time, I get the well, I don't know where it's at, you know, kind of kind of thing. And I said, like, well, where have you looked? And they're like, oh, I didn't look. I just didn't know where it was at. Like, and I'll say, well, why didn't you look? Well, somebody told me it was hard. And like, <laughs> okay, so it, it was easier to ask. I guess it was easier to ask than, than, to, than to look. But I think sometimes we just approach that like we've heard it's hard or we've heard it's intimidating or we've heard it's difficult. And so we get flustered right off the bat yeah. instead of just saying, well, let's just try it for myself. Maybe it's easier than it looks. Yeah, that's when we have to consider your source sometimes because – I help a lot of people that are are trying to convince me that technology is not their friend. And they've told themselves over and over and over that technology is not their friend. I'm like, hold on, let me show you some things. And all of a sudden they go, oh, well, that wasn't that bad. I go, nope. You know, I think, have I told the story about the the crying PowerPoint class? It's Mm -hmm. worth a repeat. Yeah, Uh, say it again. Many moons ago, there's nothing more fun than teaching PowerPoint for two weeks straight over the same class, over and over and over. I taught an entire school system PowerPoint. And this woman walked in. She was, I think, 63, and she was crying. 
And I've, I, I, you know, you kind of joke about a student crying after the the class or something, but this is before. And I thought somebody died. I mean, she was sobbing. And I go, is there something I can like help with? She goes, I don't know why they're making me take this class. I'm retiring and blah, blah, blah. I know I'm going to break it. And blah, blah. And when I heard her say, I know I'm going to break it, I was like, all right, here's somebody who has a definite fear of technology. I said, do you ever play solitaire? She goes, yeah, I play it all the time with my grandkids. I go, good, come here. And so I took her over and I showed her how to play solitaire. And we get done and I go, there you go. You have mouse skills. And she goes, what are mouse skills? I go, you can make that mouse go wherever you want it. And you can click and you can drag. And she's like, yeah. And I go, so I said, sit here in the front and I'm going to tell you where to click. I'm going to tell you when to drag and when to double click. And I said, it'll be a piece of cake. And she got done and she was like, I can't wait to go home and play with this on the computer. And I'm like, solitaire? And she's like, no, PowerPoint. She goes, I'll play solitaire too. But it, it her mindset had completely just mm-hmm. like she was trying to get out of the class because she was convinced she couldn't do it because it's this whole technology thing. And so if somebody says it's hard, it might be the person that's crying about PowerPoint, you know, and it's really not that hard. So, so keep that in mind. So, but it was, uh, that was one of my favorite, cl- I remember her. I mean, that's, it's, of course, I didn't have that many people cry in class, but uh, also we were mentioning slightly this something called the school of podcasting. So I think now would be a good time. Wow. An hour already. Holy cow. Uh, to talk about our awesome supporters. You can find them by going to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. From askthepodcastcoach.com slash it's ross at livestreamuniverse.com. So congratulations to Ross. And that's the wrong. Uh, And thank you for being an awesome supporter. You know what I need to do? I'm going to do this next week. I'm going to record that ahead of time. And oh, then, that's a good and idea. I mentioned earlier that the Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. You can try PodPage by going to trypodpage.com. That is my affiliate link. And, of course, if you want to learn PodPage, go over to learnpodpage.com. And if you just can't get enough Jim Cullison, then you got to go over to theaverageguy.tv and check out Home Gadget Geeks. And we mentioned some website that teaches Hindenburg. It also teaches planning your podcast and how to make money with your podcast and how to grow your podcast. There's a free course over there on should I use Libsyn or Buzzsprout or Captivate? Uh, you can find that at schoolofpodcasting.com slash free courses. But when you think podcasting, think school of podcasting. And again, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And thanks to all of our awesome supporters for making this show possible. I spent some time um, rearranging the kind of the studio down here. This looks exactly the same, but everything behind the scenes is getting changed. And uh, I'll talk about this here towards the end of the show. I'm, I'm building a new PC and we're doing some other things. Oh, so I'm moving some stuff around. We'll talk about that at the end. And um, so I've been moving things around and I was tempted, Dave, you know, I've got kind of, I got, I've got some PCs on one side of the room and then the PCs I use for everything else are over here. And I moved all those around. And this morning I was like, well, maybe I'll, you know, I need to move a shelf and move some things. And I was like, it was, you know, about a half an hour before the show. And I was like, don't do it, Jim. Don't, don't touch any, you're doing a show in 30 minutes. Don't touch anything. (laughs) I know you think you can do it. But you can't, you know, don't like that was one of those kinds of things. So it was, it's an important lesson, right? We're always monkeying with stuff and messing around with stuff. If you've moved it, it probably should get tested if you're, if you're going to write some yeah. of those kinds of things, you know, on that kind of stuff. It's hard because we're always moving stuff around. We're always trying new stuff out. We're always trying different configurations. 
Um, but that's uh, we get away with it on Saturday mornings because it's it's well, us. It, well, know? and plus I I set it up great to use uh, the second input of the roadcaster to listen to the woman in the tube. Except um, the cable's not plugged into the second channel. It's plugged into the third. That's what's so, you know, when you tell the channel to listen to a channel that has nothing plugged into it, Mm -hmm. you're going to get a whole lot of nothing on that. So keep that in mind. Uh, One thing we should probably mention, I haven't read the actual Apple gizmo on this, but Apple wants you now to make sure you have a website in your media host. So if you're using Captivator, Buzzsprout, or Blueberry, or Libsyn, or whoever, make sure that your website is the website that you want to send people to. Now, the only place I know of, and I don't have a Mac right now that's functional, but I know in Apple iTunes, actual iTunes on a PC, when you look at a podcast in the directory, there's a link to website. I have to use that a lot because I'm trying to contact somebody and there's no contact in, you know, the app or whatever. And so I am surprised at how many times I am taking to, I'm taken to somebody's media host site because they've never put their actual website in the website field. So you might want to double check that because your, your media host is going to put their website there because they don't know what your website is. Which makes sense that, uh, you know, if you're a school or something like that, maybe you're using the, you know, the Libsyn website or whatever your media host is. But you want to make sure you have the one you want because that can drive traffic to your your website. It's also good for SEO, that whole nine yards. So, uh, you know. Um, Oh, here's a fun question. Uh, Jim was talking about, you know, we're talking about train wrecks, of course, and, and when things don't work. Dan from based on a true story podcast.com. I had a GPU go out 30 minutes before an interview once had to swap computers to do the interview and then fix and test everything afterwards. Do not recommend that approach. Yeah. Always test your stuff. Super stressful, super stressful. No, those things happen and you can have backups. You know, it's good to have a backup and listen, sometimes you can just say, Hey, look, I've had, I'm having some hardware issues here. Can we reschedule? You know, and I get it. Sometimes it's a guest that you don't want to reschedule, or it's they were hard to get in the first place, and some of those kinds of things. But well, don't don't forget, you can always you can always move it too. Well, and that's why I always hear people go, "I'm doing my first interview, and I'm nervous about such and such." And I was like, "Please make sure your first interview is not the first time you've used your equipment. You yeah. need to find a cousin, a brother, a cat, something." to get on whatever you're using, Zoom or Squadcast or whatever, and do a test run. Because as we just saw, there are times when you go, oh, silly me, I plugged it in the wrong thing. And A, you don't want to look, you know, you're the host of the show and somebody's coming on and blah, blah, blah. You don't want to look stupid in front of them. But also what happens is a lot of times, especially if you're kind of new to this, it's like I was able to look over and in two seconds go, oh, dude, you have the channel. The channel's plugged in the wrong thing. But sometimes you're not, you're new to podcasting, you're new to your equipment, and troubleshooting is going to take longer than two seconds. And so you end up fixing it after 20 minutes. You're like, okay, great, we can start the interview. And they're like, yeah, you said it was going to take a half hour. I got another 10 minutes to do the interview. So you always want to test it ahead of time. And this is where the, you know, we talk about, you know, tapping your microphone to make sure that's on and things like that. So, 
um, that's always fun. You know, the, the train wreck. I did have, so I use for work, I use this Jabra headset that I've had. I, I, I got issued it, I don't know, six months before the pandemic. So I've had it for three years, let's just say. And man, I have used that thing. I mean, think, you know, I had to work from home. So I came home, it's sat on my desk. I've used it for tons of calls. I've actually taken it outside to, for phone calls and for things off the deck. I mean, it's it's been a great headset. But this week, people were like, like, yeah, I can't hear you. You know, you'd be having this conversation. I wouldn't do I wasn't doing anything. I was just talking and it would just cut out. And the wiring has finally given way on that. So it was like, well, I, I can't, I can't go to a, I can't use a camera mic. I just can't do it. I can't, I can't use camera mic and speakers. It just doesn't work for me. So I had to, I had to pull out the old, the old reliable uh, these are those uh, Audio Technic oh, yeah. uh, 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 BPH S1s, and I've been I, I plugged. I, I my Sammy's been using them, my daughter, so I said I need my headset back. So I've been down <laughs> making doing work calls with this thing. You know what? Not one person's commented. They're like they just think it's it's what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, they're just like yeah, whatever. I can hear you. That's fine. That's it. So good to have a backup, and and I'm I'm kind of deciding. You know, now do I want to go for work? Do I want to go Bluetooth? I hate Bluetooth, but do I want to go wireless? Do I want to get another pair of those? Because they were so freaking durable. I mean, three years and I beat them to death. They got tape around the sides because <laughs> I, I beat on these things. Um, so I have to kind of make a decision. What am I going to go with for a new work? You know, work from home, a new work. And I have, a, I have another pair of these jobbers. No, actually, I got a new uh, Logitech wire. A wired zone, I think, is what they're called, which is really good. I should bring that in and uh, use it for Ask Podcast Coach sometimes, so you guys can hear it. A really good, it's two hundred and forty bucks, but pretty good headset. Nice, yeah. The nice thing about the headset is you don't have to worry about staying close to the microphone and mm -hmm. that whole mm -hmm. nine yards. And then you can move around, you can take notes, get down, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah, and you just got to realize that. You know, you can always add a little bass in post. You know, those things typically don't have quite as much bass as a regular mic, but that doesn't mean they sound horrible either, unless it's a $10 headset, in which case it sounds like, you know, shrill fingernails on a chalkboard in many cases. Or just like any microphone, you have to make sure you have it in the right spot because if it's too far up, then we get to listen to you breathe. If it's too far down, then we can't hear you. If it's in your mouth, then we get all sorts of mouth noises. So like anything yeah, else. It doesn't come without technique. Like just because you have a headset doesn't mean your technique goes away. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you, can, oh, you can breathe on those things, <laughs> right? I'm like, hey, could you, you sound like Darth Vader. Yeah. Can you? Can you can you can you push that thing down a little bit? You know, just a little bit. Uh, Daniel says, speaking of durable, he says he's replacing his Logitech Performance Mouse MX after twenty years. Wow! Yeah, yeah these things like <laughs> we use them all the time. Just make sure like every once in a while you clean them. I I forget, and then I'm like, you know, you take your hands off it, and you're like, what the? You're like, oh, these are disgusting, right? But they do. Logitech made some pretty good some pretty good mice back in the day. Pretty good some pretty good mice and keyboards. It's got a new one coming in. Like it. Logitech, which owns Blue, I I don't know if it's their first one. I, I would I, I would think it's not their first one, but they came out with finally a dynamic microphone. But it's basically an SM7B clone. It even has the two switches on the back. It's one of those things where 
I feel like I have to buy one because I'm Dave from the School of Podcasting, but I really don't need one because I've got an RE20 sitting right behind me. I've got an SM7B, and it's not cheap. It's cheaper than an SM7B. I want to say it's 350 bucks. Oh, here it is. The Logitech Blue Sona, S-O-N-A, uh, $349, and um, it looks pretty cool. They have them in black and white, which is kind of cool. I'm trying to see if they're carrying them at Sweetwater. But it's 350 bucks, and I've seen a couple on uh, you know, YouTube and things of that nature. And it sounds good. Yeah, you can see here. Let me share my screen. And so if you're a person that is picky about how things look on screen, you'll see here where they have a black version and a, a white version. 349 bucks. Blue doesn't make bad stuff. As much as I hate the Blue Yeti, I hate it because people don't know how to use it. But you'll see on the, the back they've got its XLR. And this is actually a little magnet that has their logo on it. So you just pop that off and there are switches. So if anybody has one or buys one, you know, send us a sample and we can listen to it. I saw this in a Facebook group. Our awesome supporter, Glenn the Geek Hebert over at Horse Radio Network, he did a survey five years ago, and 60% of his audience listened someplace. Do you want to guess where that is, uh, Jim? Glenn's no. audience. Where Say that. Where, Glenn, Glenn say the again. Geek, Horse, of the, yeah. Horse Radio Network. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where do you think most of his audience listened? Uh, iTunes. Uh, location, not app. Oh, oh, location, uh, Florida. Good guess. Yeah. Uh, we were, unfortunately... <laughs> You know what it is? I'm asking really bad questions today. <laughs> I will tell Did you, you. Were you looking for something different? I, I was, yes, I was. Okay. I, I, the answer was the barn. Oh, where? Not yeah, like yeah. where? Like yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. I, no, I got you. So, gotcha. so he re uh, he did a new survey, <laughs> and the barn now is twenty uh, percent. So he went from sixty percent of people listening in the barn to 20%, where are people now listening to his show? Where do you think? In the car. In the uh, car. That's, congratulations. That's the I, somewhere in here. Is, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Fool right. me once, shame on you. Fool <laughs> me twice, shame on me. But, but <laughs> it just made me think that, you know, we should poll our audience at least every five years because cause you might go, well, what does that matter? Well, if you're... In, in both cases, his audience is nowhere near a computer, so you better have good show notes if you want people to click on stuff with links and things like that. And it just kind of gives you an idea of, you know, what's going on and where they're at and that whole nine yards. So any yeah. anytime you, you get insights on your audience, it might come in handy where you go, oh, wait a minute, they're in a barn or no, they're in a car or something of that nature. So uh, Yeah, it would... It's interesting. Was bathroom an option? That's pretty disgusting. But <laughs> if if you because if you're right, because if you if you know like if a good majority of your audience is in the car, say it's ninety nine percent, well then you better be really good with your your visualizations on the podcast and not because sometimes you're like yeah, look on the screen, it's over there, it's doing oh, yeah. that. You know, if if most of your folks are in the car, it might be a good idea to. We get, uh, when I ever ask this question on the Gallup podcast, we just get a variety. Walking the dog, yeah. jogging, exercising, driving. A lot of folks that drive. We encourage them 
to recapture that time that you're in a car on a train in a plane. I used to say that more often. Then all that stuff stopped for a while and I can say it again, Re- recapture that time. It's learning time. Yeah. You know, coach Dave says, I'm trying to get my mouse to work. Um, that's a really good show topic, by the way, who among us has not asked questions that get responses we do not want or expect like how to ask mm. a good question or a clear question. Yeah. yeah. It really does come in handy where, especially if you can get people to to tell a story. You know, the obvious thing is don't ask yes, no questions. But, you know, tell me a, about a time when, whatever that situation is or mm-hmm. things of that nature, to get them telling a story is always a, a good idea to... Um, well, to, to be fair to you, yeah. like I wasn't paying attention. Oh, like I, you asked that question, <laughs> I was distracted by something else. So uh, just to be fair, so maybe it wasn't such a bad, maybe it was a bad question and I was distracted. <laughs> well, what's fun about this is there are times that I know that you're, you're either Googling something or whatever yeah, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're working on the show. And there are other times like today, about halfway through when you're talking about international podcast day at Gallup, I was like, oh, I should do this. And that. Oh, wait, where's the thing? So, and it's always funny because I know that I kind of like was doing something else. And, and what's always fun is like, you'll get done and I'll be like, and Jim has just said something phenomenal. I'll be like, cool. All right. Well, Troy in the chat room. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Like that was oh. a, it's like, I should have listened. There was a great follow-up question or whatever, but that's the joy of, uh, that's okay. It, it gets us a good transition. Like if I go on a, if I go on a long thing like that, usually I've beaten the horse enough by the time I'm done. And then you transition us nicely. So that works out. That almost always works out pretty well. I'm like, Oh man, I'm glad Dave moved on. <laughs> yeah. We don't have it. We, we need like signals or something. Here's a great example of when video comes in handy. I was talking earlier. I don't know what's going on with my throat today, but I need to keep clearing my throat. And all I did was pick up my cup and Jim knew, like, okay, Dave needs to take a drink. And you, you, I see you grab your mic and pull it over. I'm like, okay, cool. And I was like, excellent. Because for some reason, I was just starting to, like, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you can, we've been doing this long enough. You, you start to sense, yeah, I probably cut you off more than I should. But you get, you get that kind of sense of, like, okay, we need to, you need a minute or I need a minute or I need to clarify that. I mean, I can see if I'm, if I go with the, like ask you a question and you kind of have that look like you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'll keep going with the question, you know, just re Oh, so, okay. But let me restate that. Like right. type deal. So it does. Yeah. The video does help for sure. Ben Kruger, Fred says, there's a name I haven't heard in a while. Ben Kruger had a session earlier this year that described how to ask good questions and where to start for prepping for an interview. One of the things I, I think people should do for two reasons is when you're doing an interview is like, ask yourself, why am I bringing this person on? Like what's, how is this person going to, to bring value? What's the main reason I'm bringing them on and then come up with questions that help pull that information out of the person. And then also the reason you're you're kind of figuring out why did I bring this person on is you want to be sure to let the person know why they're coming on the show so that you can say like today on Monday's school of podcasting, I'm, I can't talk about it here, but there's a scoop. Like there's big news coming on Monday school of podcasting. And so this person already knows why they're coming on the show and there's a topic we're going to talk about. So I don't need to go 
so tell me a little bit about yourself because if I ever do that, feel free to just shoot me in the head because that means Dave did zero prep. Um, but I know exactly where I want to start with this person. We're going to jump into their story and, and go right to it. And so when you let your audience, when you let your audience, when you let your, your guests know, then they kind of know like where to start. I, I think one of the, the things I think I might've mentioned this. I always forget. Cause I talked to so many people during the week, like, where did I say this? But some of the easiest ways, if you're stuck about where to go, identify where you're not going to go. And it makes the path clear on where you should go. In this case, he, this person knows what we're not going to talk about and what we are going to talk about. And it makes it easier just to kind of jump in. Let me also say you can psych yourself out with these questions uh, or you can overthink it. And I've heard folks that are trying to sound so smart, so educated and so plugged in and so well researched and they spend three minutes asking the question, you know, like, Dave, I was was reading your book, uh, you know, in chapter seven, you talk about this and I, I really agree with that. And then this, but there's others who are saying this and that and these kinds of things. And then the guest is patiently waiting, you know, to, to is there a question like, in there somewhere. Do you want to? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then sometimes they, you, I've heard people say those things and they don't ask a question and they're, they just stop for yeah. the guest to fill in at that point. So there's, there's a balance in there somewhere where, you know, shut up and get out of the way so that, so that your guest can answer the question. But, also, I mean, doing the research is good, too. So right. it's, it definitely is a balance. Yeah, I always love the ones. It's like, you know, Jim, podcasting is hard. It's been around since 2005, and there are 4 million podcasts in the podcast index, but only 400,000 of them are active. <laughs> There's no question there. Yeah. And yeah, Jim's yeah, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah, uh, uh, it is. That is true. That is true, Dave. And but you know, yeah. it's it's funny you say this because I if I have a way I will do this. I did that, and I, I the only thing that kind of I look at when well I kind of redeem myself was I made sure to ask the question at the end of the long intro because a lot of times you ask the question and then you give the reason why you're asking the question. I was interviewing Heather Osgood from the podcastbroker.com dot com, and I. As I'm doing the question, I'm like, holy cow, this is a long question. And mm-hmm. so I, and I kept doing it for whatever reason. I kept giving her a ton of background, yeah. and then I would ask the question. And remember, the minute I got done with the interview, I'm like, there's going to be a ton of Dave cut out of this because the questions aren't that hard. But I thought I might take one of those and go, okay, here's here's the real question. This is what happened, and this is what made it to your ears, and here's why I cut out Dave going, well, because such and such, and blah, 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 and yada, 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 and yada, 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 and here's your question. Like, yeah, we you know, Sometimes the guest doesn't need, you know, 12 miles of, of background and motivation. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, well, we use that time. I'll just speak for myself. I won't talk about anybody else because I can only do it for me, but sometimes I'm trying to use that time to show people how smart I am. Like instead mm. of it really being about the guests and about you're, you're like, you know, I, I want to tell you how much ex- I'm going to say, I'm going to ask you a question about, you know, best practices in podcasting. I'm going to, I'm going to say three of the best practices that I know of before I even ask you the question. Cause I want, I, I need to get those out. I need to tell people I'm smart too. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to resist that urge to do that and just say, Hey, Dave, what are the three best practices that we have when it comes to podcasting? 
at the same time, it doesn't mean you just have to ask one sentence and then you're done. I, there's certainly a setup is warranted in a lot of cases. You know, we know maybe a sentence or two. We know that in podcasting, it's important that you do research. Dave, can you give me some kind of idea of what the three best things or what are your go-to things when it comes to podcasting? Right. I did that in two sentences. That's it. Right? I, just, yeah. I just looked at the clock and we need, I have a 12 o'clock today, oh, so I need to oh roll. Oh boy, we better, we better wrap it. Um, but uh, <laughs> was it something I said or? No, I just looked up and I was like, oh, it's, no, no, it's 1158. Just, maybe you were getting uncomfortable with things because <laughs> I was asking you questions or something. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, because I wanted to talk about Rumble Studio. Uh, David mentioned here in the chat room, uh, not a fan. I'm not a fan of asynchronous podcast interviews. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and also, you can't download the files independently. You have to download them all. And I was like, but on the other hand, that's what that's for. I just, I'm not a fan of that. But anyway, uh, Jim, what is coming up on um, Home Gadget Geeks? Ryan and Bob from thinkcomputers.org are in. I'm building a new computer system. It's going to be fast and beefy and awesome, and I'm looking forward to it. We're getting back to the real nerdery of building your own PC. So they came on, gave me some advice. We'll be building it with the community over the next couple months. Pretty excited about that. You can follow on over there, homegadgetgeeks.com. That is fun. If you're getting input from the audience on you know yeah. what how many terabytes and yeah are, are you getting like one of the cool gaming cards and mm-hmm. in that whole mm-hmm. oh. yeah yeah getting a get a, a big beefy gpu and a big beefy C, cpu it'll be a windows computer still going to use the mac for podcasting it's still great for that but i've got some other things with vr that i want to try out and so uh, we got to build a better system for that yeah so on the school of podcasting i mentioned i'm i interviewed heather osgood from the podcastbroker.com so if you've ever thought about selling your podcast, uh, you'll hear uh, me talk about Heather and her new service and how maybe that's what you do. That now that you're tired with uh, Ask the Podcast Coach, we're going to sell it. And then, boy, that just wouldn't work, I don't think. But it's that's one of the things we're going to talk about. But uh, at any rate, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to the chat room. Thanks to everybody listening in wise. And we'll be back next Saturday at 1030 Eastern Standard Time. AskThePodcastCoach.com.